American Road Trip Talk begins after this message. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Always glad to have you along for the ride. Nathan Miller is our producer. He is at the board. And let me tell you, I know I've never opened an episode of Trip Top Trip Talk quite this way. I mean, this is this is so Americana. Oh my goodness. Boop boop a doop. In the animation revolution of the 1930s, that phrase, boop, boop, a doop, was the shot heard round the world. And the creator of Betty Boop, Max Fleischer, and his studio partners were firing away. The appeal of Betty Boop, glamorous, even ravishing, yet forever young, has lasted for over 90 years. Coming up in the fall of 2023, Boop, the Betty Boop musical, will make its pre-Broadway world premiere, playing a six-week engagement November 19 to December 31 at the CIBC Theater in Chicago. Betty Boop is back in a big way, but the truth is, she never actually left us. This is American Road Trip Talk, and today we celebrate the iconic flapper that keeps the jazz age alive. We'll be back with Mark Fleischer, Max's grandson, and the interview right after this. There's room to roam around the scenic byways in Southeast Idaho's high country. And it's a great time to get away and decompress. Did you know Southeast Idaho is hot springs country? Come and relax in natural mineral water hot pools. Then visit one of their quirky museums like the Idaho Potato Museum, the Museum of Clean, or the Butch Cassidy Museum. Go to IdahoHighCountry.org to plan your trip. You're sure to find your favorite way to disconnect when you visit Idaho. Adventure, history, and beauty all await you on the Natchez Parkway, a national scenic byway and national park. This 444-mile drive takes you through some of the country's most stunning landscapes while also allowing you access to exciting communities along the way. From Natchez, Mississippi to Nashville, Tennessee, we invite you to explore the trace and discover America. Plan your trip at scenictrace.com. That's scenictrace.com. Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back to American Road Trip Talk and our conversation now with Mark Fleischer. This gentleman serves as chairman and CEO of Fleischer Studios in the world of animation. That talks big. An entertainment executive and attorney. Mark has been responsible for overseeing the ushering of Betty Boop and all the Fleischer characters into the 21st century. Mark Fleischer, we are so happy to have you join us today. Thank you for being here. Well, thank you. I'm so honored and thrilled to be here. You got me to say boop boop a doop on the radio, so you <laughs> must be doing something right. Get a kick out of that. 
It's in fact, that's one of those things that works on a couple of levels. Maybe we'll get to that in the course of this brief interview. <laughs> but let's go to the headline first because this is big news for Betty Boop fans. It, all those in the Betty Boop universe are thrilled. And if they don't know it, they're about to find out. There is this wonderful, lavish musical with top flight direction production and music really a big deal coming later on this year please give us the skinny on this wonderful event about to break out well um let's hope it's not skinny um it's uh, been in the works for many years uh and uh i i kind of call this the miracle of betty boo since uh, the original cartoon series uh basically stopped being made in the uh, late 1930s. Betty Boop has been nascent uh, in our culture. Uh, she's been there, she's been, had the cartoons on television, but there's been no uh, media production behind her. And yet she's achieved a worldwide iconic licensing uh, presence and, and, and awareness. And to finally break through the whatever barrier it's been to bring her either to the screen or to the stage is a, a real thrill for, for all of us at Fleischer Studios and the Fleischer family. Uh, we've been working for quite a few years with the producer of the show, Bill Haber, uh, who is one of the founders of uh, the uh, talent agency um, in, in Los Angeles, a creative artist's uh, he also has been involved heavily with Save the Children and has produced 40-some uh, Broadway musicals. And uh, David Foster joined us uh, to write the score, and he's written a world-class, wonderful score, along with uh, Susan Birkenhead, who, who's written the lyrics. And uh, Bob Martin uh, is writing the book, and he's been involved, and he's a very, very accomplished writer. Uh, and the director is Jerry Mitchell, who is one of the most prominent, talented directors uh, that the that we're we're graced to have. So we have a, an absolutely fantastic um, uh, group of of professionals and and creative talent. Well said, Mark. And I have to say that for you to attract for your studios to attract that kind of talent indicates the great enduring appeal of Betty Boop, who has gone through an evolution. I'll bet, unless people take the time to look into it, most people don't understand that Betty Boop didn't just come all packaged at once. This involves an evolution, a metamorphosis, if you will. It certainly seems that way. Well, that's, that's absolutely true. A lot of people don't understand that um, Betty Boop, her origins uh, were as basically a semi-canine character. Um, it was at the time when uh, my grandfather uh, and Walt Disney were very, very active competitors. And whenever Disney came out with a character or my grandfather came out with a character, one would try to leapfrog the other. Uh, and at that point, uh, Mickey Mouse had just made his debut. And... Uh, there was a series at the time, Song Cartoons, uh, where um, there was a, 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 the star of the show was a dog, uh, and that was Bimbo, uh, which didn't have the same connotation then that it did today. And they introduced Betty as a semi-love interest uh, for Bimbo, and she appeared as a singer in a nightclub. 
It was a dog nightclub. And as you know, most dogs and other animals love to go and spend the evening at nightclubs. <laughs> so Betty was there and she was singing. And my grandfather and the people who were financing and producing the cartoons at Paramount just fell in love with it. So over a, a, a series of cartoons, Betty, uh, she morphed into a human being. And uh, she, fired, she, she had these big puppy ears. She lost those. She became human. And when she first made her appearance as a full human being and Betty Boop, you could see her signature earrings are the remnants of the dog ears. Oh. And uh, she became so popular that uh, in the theater marquees in the 30s, they would have the name of the movie that was playing and then under it, the name of the cartoon that would introduce it. Uh, and, and Betty became so popular that they began putting her name above the movie that was playing. So she became a, a real worldwide icon from that point onwards. And Mark, is it true that for a time at least, Betty Boop was singular as a, a female character, drawing all this attention worldwide? I mean, yes, there was Mickey and Minnie Mouse, but Betty Boop for a time seemed to stand alone, and maybe in a way she still does. Well, she does. Um, she's unique in that she's the only worldwide iconic um, animated female star that doesn't have a male counterpart. So that is uh, actually one of the touchstones of her personality uh, and her popularity is her independence. Um, Betty is quintessentially the independent, sassy woman. She's sexy, not sexual, but sexy. Uh, she is kind. Uh, she's a ball of fire. <laughs> um, she was one of the first in her cartoons to uh, deal with animal cruelty uh, and uh, with uh, w women's independence, uh, which is one of the things that already that always made Betty kind of analogous to the automobile. Uh, in that it was the automobile became gradually. You know, women weren't considered uh, able to drive the early automobiles. And as the time matured, uh, then it became a symbol of uh, a, a woman's independence. It's why you see Betty all the time in automobiles. Uh, it was just part of the growing um, independence of women in this country. And with the automobile comes freedom. You have the opportunity to go and see other places, to meet others and see how they live. That really, the automobile looked at, perhaps from Betty Boop's perspective, there the automobile becomes the means of self-liberation because it's a big world out there and why not see as much of it as you can? Exactly. Um, it, uh, you know, she, she, while she had this uh, affinity for affinity for automobiles, but she also was becoming, you know, an airplane pilot, a, a lion tamer, a businesswoman, um, a race car driver, a judge. And she, she even ran for president and, and won, by the way. Well, of course. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yes, absolutely true. And yet there was this vulnerable side to her. Just last night, Mark, I watched Minnie the Moocher. And uh -huh. I was fascinated by it because here you have 
Betty is in her predicament because she has her way of living and her parents, who uh, for all the world sound like they're very strict German parents in this particular feature, you have, uh, they're remonstrating with her, particularly her father, about not eating the old German foods and why doesn't she do things right? And she begins to cry and she wants to run away. And when she does, she encounters the spectral presence in a cave of characters that are performed by Cab Calloway, no less, and his orchestra in a way that's jazzy and scary, with the uh, ultimate result being that she understands that there's a lot more to kith and kin to which she should repair. I thought that's pretty, I think it's under eight minutes, but what a feature. Yeah, uh, it's it's a feature. Oh, my goodness. It, it's so inventive uh, and and crazy and funny. And yet it has a serious underlying message, one that, you know, is, again, is about independence and finding yourself. Uh, and she goes into it. I, I've always viewed Betty in a number of uh, her cartoons as actually doing the first uh, music videos. Uh, it, it was really groundbreaking in those days to have live action and animation combined and rotoscoping, and you'd see that um, uh, my grandfather would rotoscope the image of Cab Calloway. And in that particular uh, uh, cartoon, uh, apparently the first time that, that Cab Calloway saw it was uh, in the editing room with my grandfather. They were sitting on stools watching this through an early movie, Ola. Uh, and Cab Calloway, was laughing so hard he fell off his stool. <laughs> he found it so funny. The, the two men had a remarkable relationship, um, and their arts, their arts together, had a, a remarkable relationship. Let's go back to boop boop a doop. There, it works on a couple of levels, or so I have been informed. Because if you look at it as an adult. In and of itself, it's sexy. And here is where your grandfather, Max Fleischer, it seems to me, was walking on the knife's edge. And I admire him so much for it because Betty Boop was and is sexy. She is sensual. And yet there is that part of her that remains eternally innocent. And she even sings in one feature, maybe more than one. Don't take my boop, boop, a doop away. The idea being don't take away my virginity, no matter how sexy I may appear to you to be. Well, that's absolutely true. And when you take that and you see it evolve into today's world, uh, that's what the thinking was then today. It's uh, don't take my independence away. I'm not going to let you take my independence away. Uh, she's the character. If you take a look at just the physical characteristics of her in the 30s and today, she has evolved. Uh, and she's evolved beautifully uh, along with the culture. And yet she's made, she's been able to maintain those elements that have endeared her uh, to a, an audience and, and, and a fan base for nearly a century. And those are universal elements. We always like to think of Betty as a kind of a, a blank screen where people project onto her what they want to be. And that's a really uh, a wonderful thing. 
And that's been actually one of the challenges in, in developing a movie or a musical or a new cartoon series, because Betty has no specific social context in her cartoons. As I had just said, in one, she's a lion tamer, in another, she's a president, in another, she's a housewife, in another, she's uh, driving, a, she's, you know, an airplane pilot. Um, and yet, you know, so to, to try to capture that uh, in a particular social context is difficult. Because every time you say what Betty is, you're also saying what she isn't. That's right. By contrast, exactly. Well, that articulation makes it all the easier to appreciate Betty Boop, the character, and to have some idea of how your grandfather, Max Fleischer, saw her himself. After all, he created her. And to have this, it, it's extraordinary to me that a female character in a cartoon or these talker tunes, which was a thing back in the day, many of the moocher being a good example of that, there you can be sexy, you can be ravishing, and yet there is that part of yourself that you refuse to surrender. And in more than one talker tune or cartoon, as you well know, Mark, she had, shall we say, the opportunity to surrender her virtue, but no, she fought against that and survived. That's exactly right. Uh, and she would teach others. And she would, there's one of the cartoons where she goes to, and she punishes the people who are out hunting animals uh, who are not doing it for food, but doing it for fun. And she takes them to task. She was always a real teacher. Uh, and yet, if you look at the cartoons, they're always done with, with humor. Uh, my grandfather communicated through humor and through this total surrealistic uh, environment. His motto was, if you can do it in real life, why animate it? I had never heard that before. If you can do it in real life, why animate? And yet there's so much that is that we can project into the public consciousness with a powerful cartoon figure who is beloved all these years. It's amazing to find somebody who has an evergreen quality, if you will, past the age of 90. <laughs> yes, well, that that is true. Um, that she has brought, uh, you know, hu human values across uh, uh, many uh, epochs of our of our country's culture. And to go back to the musical, Mark, for just a moment, I hope that that our listeners will understand this musical is unique. It isn't just a bunch of fun stuff about Betty Boop. It has to do with going to the big city, going to New York and finding yourself another layer or more of yourself so that each day she spends there on this journey becomes another exercise in self-revelation to herself as well as the audience. Yes, I mean, th th that is absolutely true. Uh, there are certain elements of life that in a black and white, um, two-dimensional world, you don't experience in a, a fully color three-dimensional world. And Betty recognizes that there are certain experiences that she doesn't have. She feels she's missing something. And through the mechanics of the uh, of the show, she ends up in this real world. Uh, she ends up in this real world, and she experiences things that were not available in the black and white world. And she brings them back 
to the black and white world and enriches them. And the way she she experiences them in the real world is to bring guidance and wisdom to people who need it. And that gives her the insight into herself and the experiences she needs and is able to bring back to her world. I think it's very, very beautiful, elevated uh, concept uh, with a lot of fun, uh, a lot of wonderful music, lyrics, storytelling, dance, costuming, uh, um, and set decoration. Decoration. I, I think it's it's going to be a, a real wonderful celebration. And I guess it will, we'll play a little inside baseball here, Mark. How did you attract such top-flight talent to put this together? There would be any number of people given some project or another with, uh, not so interested, I'll take a pass. These guys, I mean, we're talking about people like, I believe, is uh, Jerry Mitchell? I'm yes. not too familiar with the gentleman and the songwriter and how they're collaborating. This is being done up big, which tells me they found something in the Betty Boop saga that was that compelling. That's a real honor to your grandfather, just for starters, to be able to, over 90 years later, we're still into Betty Boop, and these top flight people in the musical industry decided, yes, this is a project definitely worth doing. That's absolutely true. Uh, of course, the initial uh, thing that they see is Betty Boop, and uh, that there's not a person involved who hasn't been involved with the show for multiple years. I mean, really multiple years. And every one of them uh, is a, uh, a absolute star in their own field and could have drifted away uh, and would have for most projects, except that there were really two things that held them to it. And the one, of course, is Betty Boop and what she stands for. Uh, and and what she has become. But the other is the thing that has held them together a, a whole lot is each other. Uh, these are a group of people who have come together and have together created something which is really remarkable. And the way they appreciate and love and build off of each other's talent uh, and contribution uh, is is fantastic. And you have a producer like Bill Haber who's managed to to basically harness that and keep everyone together and moving in the right direction uh, and um, with uh, a whole lot of um, momentum uh, over a period of years is is really remarkable. So the the talent has basically increased each other. And it's been a, a really wonderful thing to see. And you start putting together a musical of this scope. That's where magic meets hard work. And for those who want to look up the right Jerry Mitchell, you'll meet up with a Tony Award winner. In his resume are included Kinky Boots, Akaja Faux, and Hairspray. Yes, top flight. Absolutely true. Where would people go, Mark, to uh, be able to get a hold of tickets or just keep up with the advance notice before the debut of the musical in Chicago come November? Well, it, uh, we'll, for one thing, we'll be certainly putting up a website uh, and uh, making, you know, the tickets are, have just started to go on sale for, the, uh, uh, for Chicago. 
uh, up to just a few days ago, it was just group sales. Now it's it's being expanded from that. Um, but certainly to the theater organization uh, in, in Chicago, uh, that's certainly where to go to to get more information and to get uh, uh, yes. tickets. And uh, that's CIBC Theater in Chicago. You're going to want to check this one out, folks. I know I will. Well, they're Thank a wonderful you, organization. Oh, I'm quite sure in Chicago, a great cultural mecca in its own right. Anyway, Mark Fleischer, I am pleased and proud to meet you. I'm glad we could get acquainted a little bit. And you acquainted us further with Betty Boop here today during our show. Thank you so much for appearing with us today. Well, thank you so much for the uh, the privilege of allowing me to. This has really been wonderful. Oh, our privilege and a pleasure, sir. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning into American Road Trip Talk, along with Thomas and Becky Rep, co-founders of American Road Magazine. We remind you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to preview the current issue. Until next time, dream well and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.